Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. I sound a little sniffly, by the way, so. Yeah, that's all right. I always sound like crap and people still listen. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers. From the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter 75 I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on the Twitter. And Kane McCutcheon is with us tonight. Kane, where can people find you on Twitter? You guys can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore McCutcheon six. I've been grinding on my Twitter recently. I'm not alive and trying to get that going, get that up. So, I mean, I've been improving a lot. I actually haven't tweeted in a while because I had to restore my phone. Yeah. And uh, forgot to turn on the notifications. So, yep, that's happened to me too. I'm like, man, everyone's being really quiet. Yeah, I was like, yeah. nobody, nobody's saying anything. And then I, <laughs> I, I log into Twitter and it's like, turn on notifications. I was like, oh crap. One of my goals was to catch CJ, and that was one of my like goals that I could see. <laughs> I set number goals. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna catch CJ eventually. <laughs> Probably. Uh, all right, I think I already did. Yeah. All right. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Buy me a coffee anywhere. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Thanks to Walton's again for being a sponsor. And here in a week or two, we got a new sponsor to bring on board. So we'll talk about that as soon as that happens. Looking forward to that as well. So we are growing. Our Patreons are helping us buy equipment and all kind of other stuff. We were going to try to go to spring training. Uh, CJ and I, in case you haven't known, we we kind of blew up. Like physically, both of us had real bad yeah, ailments, really. and that's why we haven't done a show in ten or twelve days. But we are back. Spring training's going, and we need to start uh, start pushing it hardcore, guys. Yes, sir. Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I like the, the poll that we put up. Uh, you know how excited are the fans? <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, my dad. I <laughs> uh, went to church with my dad this morning, and 
was talking to him about it and he's like, well, you, they, I was like, they loaded up on pitching. So it's going to be interesting. And he goes, well, they should have done, they have to do something. Cause right now they suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People still <laughs> think they suck right now. They're still, they're still, he's still very skeptical, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for sure. And I got to say the like the, the best, though. yeah, the off season's over. I got to say the best, the best Twitter video I saw in the last week or week and a half or so was uh, our, our friend Levi Weber, who we've had on a couple of times. Uh, had a had a video of Jacob Degrom throwing his first bullpen, and he said the Mets are going to blow this up. And as, yeah. soon, as soon as Jacob Degrom threw it, he he made a little explosion like Jacob Degrom blew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good stuff right there. But anyway, let's start. Let's start with him. He threw again today. Um, he threw a second bullpen today off of the off of the mound, and no pain, no discomfort. Looks pretty good. So I mean. You guys know, according to New York, right? He'll be no good. He'll throw like five innings, and that's all he's going to do this year, and he'll be terrible. So uh, what do you guys think, Jacob DeGrom? Sure. I mean, I think – I mean, I'll start off by saying there's really no reason to be worried. I feel like people don't understand that he came in ahead. Like, he had already thrown off the mound like six times on his own. Yeah. So he came in ahead, and he's, you know, now pushing back. But some of the headlines have been crazy. Like, I'm yeah. like, I would – never put that like there was one the other day and i know i tweeted about it but it was like it was like the official like new york times and the headline was just ripping jacob de and i was like i would never the headline was jacob de is injured again as the date rangers debut is delayed like that's not accurate that's not accurate at all yeah that's, that's that's new york media for you and they're yeah. butthurt that they, that they oh, yeah. lost them yeah that's that's just that's the new york way i mean it it just is. Yeah, um, it is. It is. And and especially in the media, they they will blow things out of proportion. So that yeah, they're saying he's hurt. Well, he no, he's not hurt. They're just taking it slow with him to come, you know. Yeah, he yeah, had so. he had some discomfort that they said he would have pitched right through in the if it had been season time. But right. since it was the first day of spring training, they're like, Why don't you chill for a couple of days and then throw? Yeah. He's like he's like, Cool, and that was the end of it. But New York made that like, you know he fell off the mound with his arm hanging off, you know, half broken yeah. and he'll never pitch again where, you know, it flew was off as he, as he, as he delivered, you know, his arm yeah. just flew off yeah. with the ball. Yep. Or he exploded like Levi showed something <laughs> like that. So, but no, I mean, you think if he pitches, you know, 150, 160 innings, the Rangers are in the playoffs. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's, if it's weird to say, you know, 150, 160 innings, but that's just kind of the way things are now. Yeah. Uh, teams are shortening the games with the bullpens. I mean, Martin Perez didn't go 200 last year and he pitched no. the most for the Rangers. It was like 196 to something like that. But, and he had the most innings by far for the Rangers. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, he, he, I mean, yeah, he didn't miss, he didn't go on the IL at all. No. I mean, he had a, had a full, fully healthy season and yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is now that, that 200 innings is, is hard to attain anymore. I'll say this though. I don't, necessarily know that the rangers emphasize shortening games with their bullpen next year just because i feel like their starting rotation is just miles better now it doesn't depend who's on the mound because you know you've got injury history with a lot of those guys but if i were bruce bochi i would be trying to get as much as i can out of my starters and it won't be like this in the early going definitely no like i just i just feel like this bullpen is a lot weaker than the rotation is 
And, you know, Mike Maddox is a guy that likes to go that extra inning with his starters. He's he's a guy that likes to push them. I mean, you think about that 2011 season, you know, I mean, how many times did each of those guys go seven innings, you know, during that season, no one got injured that year. That was Matt Harrison and Derek Holland. And, you know, those guys went, those guys pitched 200 and something innings that year. All of them did, you know, it was an amazing year for them. And uh, Mike Maddox is part of that. I mean, everyone gave Nolan all the credit, but I think Maddox had a lot to do with the pitching staff those years. I mean, you guys know, you guys have seen the stats and we've talked about it like 30 times on this show, but their lowest ERA ever for like five straight years was when he was the pitching coach. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. And they were, they were playing in that, you know, the old ballpark, which was a, a launching pad. So, yep. uh, and I think also too, he and Bochi kind of share that mentality in a sense, yeah. mm-hmm. whereas like, they're going to kind of like throw it back a little bit as far as like the, you know, they're not old school guys. And Bochi has said this multiple times. He's not a total old school guy, but I am excited for them to bring back some of those philosophies and systems that, were in the game when I first got into baseball where the starters were going a long time, they're going to field and, you know, field the ball and run the bases better than they did last year. I think that's going to lead to success for them this year. Yeah. And I think I agree with you. So we look at the rotation, a couple of them have pitched. Nathan Evaldi went uh, on Saturday. He looked great. Two innings, four strikeouts, no walks, no hits. That's pretty good first outing. And then John Gray went today, also looked very, very good. He also did not give up any runs, you know, looked awesome again today. So, so far, I mean, I know it's two inning, it's a two inning start in spring training, but everyone likes to overreact one way or the other. You know, if Gray would have given up five runs, everyone would have wanted to fire him. So, but so far, everyone that's gone out there and thrown as far as starters and guys that are going to make this team have looked pretty good. And some of the bullpen options have looked all right as well. Well, and let's not, let's not turn a blind eye to Cole Reagans either. Yeah. Yeah. He looked really good today. He two did. innings, two innings, three Ks. Yeah, uh, just one base runner on a walk. Uh, he looked really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the 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 rotation. I'm I'm just I'm so excited to see how they do in spring training. See how they progress as they, you know, they build up their their endurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gray looked good today. He's another one with injury history. Uh, last year, he just could not stay healthy for the life of him. You know, so. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be, that's going to be the interesting part. And I know, I know there's a lot of people that are upset and, and about some of the young people, young pitchers who, who probably earned a spot, you know, earned the right, like Reagan's yeah. to, to be in the rotation this year. But, um, injuries are part of the game and that just because, uh, you know, a few of them end up going down to triple a and it looks like Dane Dunning might be coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, just because they, they go down to triple a doesn't mean they're not going to get a shot because I mean, Taylor Hearn re resurrected himself last year coming uh, out of the bullpen. He had a great, he had a great second half once they moved into the bullpen. And I I'd be shocked if he didn't make the team this year out of the bullpen. Oh no, he's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's on the team. Yeah. He's I mean, gone. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he didn't make the team. Yeah. I would and be, I, I, I also think Glenn Otto probably has a great shot of coming out of the bullpen as well, but I don't know. They really like him as a starter. I know Spencer Howard is, but the, I think he'll start probably around rock, but uh, you know, Glenn Otto's another one. They might move to a bullpen. I mean, that's in my opinion, you guys think so, or you guys think they're going to keep him a starter. I think they want him to start. Uh, well, I so. think you can go one of two ways with that. Sure, you can write them off in the bullpen, but I will say this. If I were the Rangers, I would be looking at a six-man rotation this year just with your injury history to your starters, at least to start the year. And so, yes, that could be Odorizzi, could be that six-man, but 
who's to say that Dunning and Otto and Reagans aren't fighting for a starting spot? If, you know, Reagans keeps this up, what he did today, and he's just dominant throughout spring, who's to say he doesn't get that sixth starting spot? Yeah, the way to get the way to get that, the way to get in is to, you know, impress, you know, be heads and shoulders above everybody else in spring training. And we've seen guys do that and make the team, you know, out of nowhere or get called up. And then like, uh, like, uh, when Nomar Gazar, Nomar Gazar, yeah, Nomar Mazara first got Mazzara. called up, couldn't say that name for some reason, you know, they couldn't send him back down. Same thing with Adolis Garcia. You know, when these guys came up, they couldn't send him back down. Now, Nomar, you know, cooled off and now he's with the White Sox, I believe, but you know, it's just, that's what you do. That's what spring training is about. There's always one or two guys that you're like, wow, where did that come from? And that's what I love about spring training. Yeah, no more. When he came up, I'll never forget that he he took Jared Weaver deep in yes. his first that in his first game. He crushed the crap out of it. Um, and yeah, he had an excellent start to his career. And then, yeah, like I said, cooled off, kind of pulled yeah. a rookie. Yeah, uh, you know. I think um, one of those guys that you're talking about, those surprises of spring. I feel like one of those guys could be a bullpen arm, honestly. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Zach, Mark Church, um, Chase Lee, somebody like that, I think, could be one of those surprises and could end up having an impact on the team this year. You know, I agree with you, and I was going to bring that up later, so we'll talk about it now. But I think, and I, I the one I've been thinking about the most is Zach Kent. They yep. put him, they put him on the forty man, which kind of surprised me that they put him on the forty man, but. You look at his numbers last year and he had a fantastic, he had a great year and you know, they didn't want him to have, I mean, Mason Engler, did you see his first go with Detroit? My goodness, man. Yeah. Same thing. Two innings, no hits, four strikeouts. Same thing. Same thing that Nathan Evaldi did. I mean, he's got a chance to make that rotation and stay there. I mean, I think he'll stay with, I think he'll stay with Detroit. I don't think there's any way they send him down. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Let's hope for. Let's hope so. Yeah, Mason's I, a great I'd, guy, I'd, man. I'd love to have him back here, but you know what? That means that yeah, that means he, he failed. And, yeah, I mean, we don't want him to fail. So. No, Mason's a great kid, man. Just I'm, as long as he doesn't blow us up when we when we play against Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna text him before the. You know, if if, if they're gonna if he get, if he makes it, and and I, right now, I mean, I, I I truly believe he will because they're rebuilding. They need a yeah. guy like Mason Engler. So, um. Yeah, I'm gonna text him and be like, "Hey, take it easy on us, bro." <laughs> but yeah, you look at that Zach Kent, you know, someone like him, like you said, and there's a few others too. Mark Church is another good one that you mentioned, Kane, that that Mark looking Church. pretty good so far. But they've got so many arms just sitting around that are really Young good. Arms, and all arms. it takes, all it takes, is a breakout spring training, like you said. And uh, you know, what? I might write about that tomorrow on my article at DSN. Who's going to be the breakout arm in the bullpen? Because it's got to be somebody, and it'll be fun kind of to research that and see who I think it's going to be. Well, who's going to be the closer? Uh, they have one named on the website. Let me see if I can look it up while you guys are talking. Well, Bochi, uh, I Bochi was talking the other day and he said something interesting that he said, and I tweeted about this was he said that um, it's going to be nice to have two or three options that could potentially help out there. So yeah, it could be a situational know. deal. You know what I mean? I think like, look, is going to get the first look. I think so. Um, but I don't, that leash probably, I don't imagine is very long at I, all. I, yeah, I, I, they have Ian, they the have Ian Kennedy listed as the closer on the website. When did he come back? See, yeah, I think he's exactly. Gonna make, I I wrote about who was going to make the team like a day before camp or a day after camp started, and I I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to make this team. He was one of my picks. To uh, make he did team. last year, so who's yeah. that? Ian, Ian Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was back either until I saw I that didn't. today. Yeah, I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, he. so I think he could definitely be an option there. Uh, Leclerc, I think, is going to get the first look. Oh, yeah. But I, I would also look at I would look at Jonathan Hernandez, too. I mean, yeah. he definitely yeah. has to I was yeah, going to say, I was going to say by the, I bet by the end of the year, your closer is Jonathan Hernandez. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, know. I wouldn't be surprised either, but I also want to see what Joe Barlow has because yep. Joe Barlow was pretty good at the beginning of the year last year. Uh, and then he just kind of fell off, but I want to see what he's going to be looking like this year. So they definitely have some options. Yeah. And, but I think one thing too, is that closer is not really a job that's one in spring training. No. Because you can't really you can't mimic that that situation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go about that once the season starts. Yeah, and staying in the bullpen, let's talk about a guy that I forgot about too. That I just looked. I'm looking down the roster. That I hope it was CJ's guy two years ago. I think I want to see what he's got left, and that is uh, Kyle Cody. Oh, Kyle Cody yeah. is completely healthy and ready to go. And I thought he was going to go in the Roll Five draft, but he didn't. So I think he yeah. might have a chip on his shoulder. I think that's a dude that might come through this spring training and, and really show the Rangers some stuff. Yeah, he just, that, that's a super pick, sure. Yeah, we we be, Ben and I talked about it um, the, the year he got hurt two years ago and yep. um, how much he reminds us of Scott Feldman. Yeah, just the way that his 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 pitching motion, his delivery, his glove is is real light, like Scott Feldman's was. He just he just kind of. He just reminds me of Scott Feldman. So that's yeah. going to be an interesting, interesting one for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they want him to start or yeah. um, come out of the pen. So I um, think with injury history, I think they want him out of the pen at this point. I, yeah, I think I so. Agree. I don't I see him so. starting, but that's a good sleeper pick. Someone that has big league experience. Yep. Uh, it's definitely someone that I didn't put him on my team, but by the end of spring, before I predict the final roster, I very well think that he could. Yeah, that's the great thing about predicting it at this point of the year is now, you know, we know we know it's going to change four times. If you do the same article yeah. next week, you'll have like eight or nine different guys in there than you had this week, mm-hmm. especially now that they're yeah. playing games, you know, and they've they raked the right. ball against Cleveland on Sunday. So, yeah, they did. They, it was Corey, eight nothing real quick. Corey Seager, Corey Seager going deep. Look, yeah, you know, that was that was good to see a three run yeah. Jack. Um, yeah, all the starters did really well on offense, and that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because that's against the better Cleveland pitchers when they were raking the ball. That's again, well, Cleveland is kind of a kind of down a little bit this year, but uh, but I mean, you're right. Seeing Seager go deep, seeing all these guys get on, it was a really good start to the start to the, the spring training. Even though they lost to Kansas City yesterday, it looked really good as well. So I mean, I'm looking forward to. They've televised all the games, almost all the games so far, which I love. I've been able to see them, which is you don't normally get get to see them this early in the year, right? Right. It helps yeah. poor poor guys like us that can't make it there. Yeah. I don't even live anywhere close. So. No. I mean, can't make it to Arizona either. We can actually see the games here. So that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's, it is nice. And me, who's uh, stuck in class all day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am too. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I saw Saturday and Sunday, but I usually, uh, usually, I'm looking at my watch a lot after two o'clock on spring training game days, you know, in class, I'm like, all right, y'all work on a project. I got to check something real quick. <laughs> I I can't wait. Yeah. But anyway, so left field, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. I was so, about to say, let's talk. Yeah. About you've got field. Bubba Thompson. You've got Brad Miller. You got Mark Mathias. You've got uh, other people. So let's get your thoughts. CJ, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on, I mean, obviously they didn't go out and get someone. So I think they believe they have the candidate internally. 
Uh, yeah, and you have Josh Smith out there as well, and Duran, and and Ezekiel Duran. Although uh, they don't have him listed out there, no, but he is a candidate. Um, I I just have a feeling. I know that I saw Kennedy tweet this yesterday uh, when Robbie Grossman went deep that. You know, she said, mark this down as the, the game or the, yeah, the game that Robbie Grossman's locked up the starting left field position. I disagree. I personally feel that Brad Miller would be the prime candidate in left field. I, that's just my personal opinion. Um, I, I would love to see Bubba be the starting left fielder because if it, I mean, the guy just when he gets on base, it's you, it's yeah. it's done. He, he's still yeah, yeah. A, he's a walk or a single equals a double. Yeah, it's Bubba Thompson. So yeah, and I, I could see I could see CJ and Kane. I could see a platoon situation between Miller and Bubba. I do I do too. Oh, really, Miller and Bubba. See, Miller. I was going to say that I see a platoon situation with Miller and Grossman because Grossman crushes lefties and Miller is your good left-handed bat. Uh, and uh, one reason that I bring that up is because I, I think Bruce Boshi really likes Josh Smith as an extra infielder because his ability to play shortstop. Yeah. Um, had yeah, yeah, they had him in short today. Yep. Had him in He's short today. Been, Bruce Boshi has mentioned Josh Smith playing first base a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, the ability to do so. So I, the way I see it would be a Miller Grossman platoon with Josh Smith on the bench as an extra infielder and Bubba Thompson probably as your fourth outfielder. Fourth outfielder. See, at this point, I don't know if Grossman makes the team. I, I don't, I mean, he did not have a good year last year. He's going to have to have a really good spring. I think they want him to. And I think Bucci, 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 Bucci would want him. I, <laughs> I was trying to say Bruce Bucci and Bucci at the same time. I said Bucci. So uh, Gucci, Bucci. Anyway, sounds like I think something you'd call your wife. Bucci. It does. Hey, Bucci. <laughs> anyway, I think they want him to make the team. And, you know, if he's going to, if he's going to rake and hit lefties like he did in the past, then I want him to make the team as well. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those deals where I mean they signed him to a, I mean it wasn't a minor league deal. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a, it wasn't a small salary deal either. Yeah. I mean it was a right. decent salary. So uh, my my concern is you know he's a career two forty uh two forty five yeah. hitter. He's never hit above two eighty. So I think I think Kane's kind of right on the money. Yeah, because his numbers right, against his numbers against lefties are a lot. Numbers higher against that. lefties are a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so. I I could see I could see a, a, a platoon between between Grossman and Miller, yeah, for sure. I like Kane. Uh, that I like, may be how it starts, though. That may be how it starts. Doesn't yeah. mean that's how it finishes. Right. I like I like Kane's idea because you still have Bubba on the team, which I like. I think Bubba makes right. the team. Have him be yeah. a fourth outfielder, pinch runner, mm. uh, dude. So. Pinch runner. Imagine that, like late in the game, put him on base. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, I mean. You put him on first, he's at second one pitch later. You know, there's yeah. You remember last year that he did not get caught, he just overslid two times. Yep. Like he didn't they never caught him before he got to the bag. He just went over the bag twice. And that's the only yep. times he got he got thrown out. So yep. yeah, that's how I would use him. And I like him more as your fourth outfielder instead of someone like Smith or Duran, just because I feel like Bubba Thompson has more of an ability to play center than ever than yeah. those two guys do. Yeah. So if Adolis needs a day or Leodi needs a day, Bubba can easily fill in yeah. for for yeah. one of those two easier than Smith and Duran can. That's true. That's true. Well, and yeah. Bubba Bubba played all three position, all three outfield positions in in the minors. At yeah, some Frisco point. and Round Rock, he played all yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, yeah and he, the the well, versatility of the of the Rangers outfield is awesome. You know, with Adolis, he can play all three. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about Laoti. Um, he's I've, he's just pretty much plays center. Yeah, but he's he's a he's a freaking fast center fielder. Man. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a fast center fielder as well. Um, I just wish I wish so, Eli White was still on this team. Yeah. <laughs> I understand they didn't have room for him, but man, that dude could that dude could run. Man, he's like a yeah. Deer. And uh, Bochi also too mentioned Adolis is still going to get some time in center field. Um, you mentioned that, but also, you know, I feel like as of now, he's your right fielder and Leoti's your center fielder. Yeah. I agree. But if Leoti goes through another slump, you could see some, some changes happen, but I don't know. I think Leoti showed last year. I think he's finally figured it out at the major league level. Yep. Yeah. I think so too. And he did struggle at the end, but I feel like that was kind of like a situation with what happened with Adolis in 2021, where he was playing his first, pretty much first full big league season. And like that fatigue catches up with you. Um, eventually, but I think he proved himself last year for sure. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, a bunch of young guys getting their first, you know, full taste of, of major league ball, like a Jonah Heim. I mean, he, he wore down at the end of the season because I mean, he he caught a lot of tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see is who's going to be the backup catcher. Uh, is Mitch Garver going to catch? Is it? I still think, I still think Garver and Heim are your two catchers. I think Garver's good. Um, if, I don't know. I, I don't see them putting three catchers on this team uh, no. unless Garver has a setback. No. And and what Garver does is he gives you versatility. You got a DH mm. and a backup catcher. You got that. It opens up another roster spot. Yeah. It's essentially what it does. So you yeah. get to keep a, another guy. But, uh, you know, in all this, let's not forget, I feel bad for Sam Huff because he's done everything he's needed to. Oh, yeah. To get to the majors. He's just blocked. Like, you know, yep. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, if he and him started, what's he, what else does he have to prove at Round Rock? I mean, he hit a billion home runs and batted close to four hundred. You know, what else does he have to prove at Round Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I mean, tough. It's tough, and that's a tough thing about having a, a minor league system like the Rangers do right now. Is you've got so many guys that some guys are going to get left out that other teams would love to have, and that's the good thing. You know, I could see them doing like they did with uh, last year with uh, J- uh, Trevino with uh mm-hmm. with Sam Huff is finding a trade partner for him so that he can yeah. play in, so he can play in the major leagues. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's and I, I'd hate to see him go, but I'd understand it'd be better for his career if he could go somewhere where he could play every day. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um maybe I think I think it could be similar to Trevino where they trade him for another bullpen arm. Obviously they traded Trevino for Albert Abreu and that didn't really work out. But <laughs> no. um but I mean I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I think that is, that's pretty realistic just because like you said, like certain, certain guys, like they're not minor league players anymore at certain yeah. points in their career. Sam Huff is not yeah. a minor league player anymore, yeah. but he's also not a major league player with the Texas he's, Rangers just because there's no room for him. Yeah. Right now so he's, think, a, he's yeah. a quadruple A player. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. He's a quadruple A player and they've got several of those. You're going to see, like you said, if Otto goes down and Reagan's goes down, you know, those guys have proved that they're ready to be major leaguers. They're not, they're not triple a pitchers, but they're not professionals because, or they're not major leaguers because of the guys we brought in. So they're just kind of in limbo. Like CJ said, that, that quadruple a player that you've got on the team and Josh Rangers, Smith, ha- John, yeah, the Rangers, the, Rand, and the Rangers have a lot of those. Yeah. Mark Mathias. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of them. When you've got guys that's knocking, that's you've got guys knocking on the door too. I mean, Blaine Krim has hit a, mm-hmm. you know, has hit a billion home runs everywhere he goes. I mean, yeah. He went down. He lied to us, by the way. He wound up going down to to Puerto he Rico did. and play. 
He wound up he going did. down there and playing. No, he didn't lie to us. He changed his mind. They called him and talked him into it. But uh, yeah. his first, yeah. like his first game down there, he hit the walk off like game winning home run to send them to the playoffs. <laughs> it's like, dang. No matter. I mean, the dude wakes up in the morning, walks outside, and if someone throws a ball at him, he would hit it for a home run. I mean, that dude can knock a ball anywhere. And again, he's another one. He'll be at AAA probably all year this year because there's just yep. no room for him in the major leagues. Yep. Unless, unless you know, another Josh Injuries, injury yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, and that's the thing, both he and the second rounder, uh, the year that uh, they got Josh Young, Wenzel, Davis, yeah. Davis Wenzel, same, same thing. Also he's, blocked. He's having, he's having trouble get staying healthy as well too. Yep. And, mm-hmm. but he had a home run today. Yeah. And Justin Foscue, also another one that's blocked. Justin it's looking Foscue really good. Blocked. Evan <laughs> yeah. Carter, Evan Carter is amazing. Yes. Evan I wouldn't Carter. say that Evan Carter is necessarily blocked. I think Evan well, Carter's. No. That's true. Yeah. But that's going to be interesting. I'm curious to see, you know, if there's trades that happen between those guys. Because, I mean, if you're a player that has proved yourself in the major league level, you don't want to get sent down to AAA out of camp. Like, that's frustrating. But I think that one of the three of Otto, Dunning, and Reagans is not going to be on the team. Yeah, I agree. I I would imagine, to be honest, if if it was one of the three that I would pick that would be likely to get traded, I would say Dunning because he's got a lot of major league experience, really. So most, most of all of them. And he's proven that, you know, he's like a, to me, he reminds me of Kobe Lewis. Yeah. And, uh, I I mean, a lot of clubs would love to have that. So I just, yeah, I would, I would imagine that teams would be asking about him first, probably Reagan second. Yeah. I would agree. Cause Reagan left-hander who can throw like he can is something that every team wants. Cutter, cutter change up, man. It's deadly. And, Mm -hmm. He, uh, he's, he's, it seemed like he, he had it figured out the instant he got there. I mean, his first yeah. start was awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it just, it stayed good from there. I mean, yeah, he had a, a couple of rough, a couple of rough innings, not terrible though. Not the kind that you normally see. Who was it? Uh, do you guys, Kane may not remember, but do you remember a guy named Warner Madrigal? CK? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember Back the 11, in, uh, the 11, 2000, the 11 yeah. run first inning that he threw? Yeah. That against was, Boston. Uh, Yikes! Eleven what runs. You, what yeah. year was that? That was two thousand seven, I believe. Yeah. Oh, Kane, it gets better. Uh, he gave up eleven runs in the first inning. Going into the ninth, the Rangers led fifteen to thirteen, <laughs> and the, the Red heck? and the Red Sox won the game sixteen to fifteen on a walk off. No way! That's <laughs> weird. Crazy. Weird game, dude. I actually weird. broke my finger after that game, punching a piano. Yeah, true, true story. Crazy. That was a weird game. Yeah, I would Very hate to work that game. Yeah, no, that would have been all. It was in Boston. That would have been awful to work. But yeah, I covered a. I I actually did a high school game last night. Uh, it was a tournament here at my high school, and I did the the clock, the scoreboard, and uh, the in stadium announcing. How'd that go? By the way, that was a lot of fun. I did three nights in a row. I did. PA the, announcer? Okay. I was the PA announcer, and and I ran the scoreboard. So anyway, uh, my my school. Gave up five runs in the first inning. The kid at 26 pitches and one out and bases loaded. They pulled him. Like oh. it was already, it was already five, nothing. They pulled him. And then the, this kid came in, he was a 10th grader and uh, he, you know, he came in and pitched the whole rest of the game. And we came back and won six to five on a walk-off in the last inning. So it was nice. amazing. It was amazing. But it's like one of those things, like the other team was all, you know, hey, we got this. We're already up five, nothing. Never scored again. <laughs> we came back and won <laughs> six to five. So took the, took the, took the foot up, 
took the foot off the gas. Yeah, high school baseball's going. I got shout out Centennial baseball. I think they're off to a four and one start. They're That's looking good. good so shout out. My team looks pretty good too. It was fun. That was fun though. It's fun doing the PA announcing. I'll tell you what. I know why Chuck Morgan loves it. I did the one thing we did. I was up there with another another guy who's a, one of the coaches that sits in the box, and he goes, "Hey, he was he was controlling the music." Yeah, I was going to say, did y'all have music with? Yeah, it? Yeah, we were controlling. Yeah, but he goes, "Hey, watch this." When they came out to pull their starting pitcher, he played. Uh, They're coming to take me away. <laughs> On his own player. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. On the other oh, team. On the other team. Oh, not on our player. No, on the other team. No, on the other team. Not on our own. He wouldn't do that to his own player. He did it to the other team, but their fans kind of looked up there. They didn't look real pleased. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they didn't. That's funny. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, you can get away with stuff like that at a home game at high school baseball. Yeah, nobody can nobody can only 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 people that can get you in trouble with would be your own administration, but I'm sure yeah. they thought it was hilarious. Dude. Yeah. That, well, that's what he said. If they don't like it, they can come up here and run it. Nope, <laughs> they don't, they don't want to do that. So anyway, back to what we were talking about, so back to the Rangers. So I think, you know, it's going to be a lot happening this week. We'll probably do a midweek show again this, this week because there's so much going on mm-hmm. with spring. And uh, anyway, I'm going to try to start it told CJ because we get all the, we get all the media stuff. Now I'm going to try to start like a weekly, just a quick, like five minute week in review of spring training for you guys, just to watch and hear what happened and, and give you some insight into, into what's going on in camp, what Bochy's saying in his press conferences, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, just a quick five to seven minute video that we'll try to throw up every week. So I don't know what day yet, but when you see it, that'll be the day that it comes out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them press conferences, man. I'll I'll be listening to those during school and <laughs> that's, know, the first, that's, that's the first thing I do as soon as school gets out is I put that video on my computer. <laughs> yeah, Bochi, Bochi, uh he's very um insightful though. I feel like I learned a lot whenever I listen to Bruce Bochi talk. I agree, but man, you could fall asleep to that voice. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he's not he's not exciting when he talks. Nah, but he has some high-level baseball IQ. You can tell that's going to translate just by the way oh, yeah, he talks. Yeah, yeah. He's, Him and Maddox both, man. Those two guys, I'm so glad they're both here. That's, yeah, I mean, them, I'm so glad they're both here. Them two combined. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's some baseball knowledge. And, of course, Greg Maddox is helping with spring training. Greg Maddox is back, yep. yep. He's the back. Rangers staff is just next level. Like People, no, people yeah. are forgetting like Donnie Ecker and yep. Tim Hires, the hitting coaches, were some of the best hitting coaches in baseball. They yep. brought over Will Venable. Like, yep. This staff is going to be... Yeah, yep. this is going to be... I mean, coaching makes a difference. And I think I, I would be, and I don't even know if I should say this because, you know... I would be surprised if they weren't at least in the mix to make the playoffs in September, like way in the mix, you know, to be, to be a wild card team. I don't think they're good enough to take Houston down yet unless Houston just tanks, which I don't see happening, but I think they're in the mix for a playoff spot for sure. When September rolls around. Yeah. And it's all going to depend really on how well the, the new guys adjust. Yep. Uh, now, new ballpark. I mean, they might love pitching in the ball in this ballpark. And Martin yep. Perez sure did. Yes, he, he did. came back. So, yes. um, and that's why. I mean, he he loved it, and that's why he accepted the qualifying offer. It's so rare yeah. that you see a yep. ball player accept the qualifying offer, but he had no problem with it. He's like, yeah. I mean, it's a huge raise, sure, yeah. but you know, it's the one year deal. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't right. think. I don't think they catch Houston yet, but um, I will say this: like you guys said, if the new guys can come in and they can perform, and I think if the if the Astros pitching staff maybe struggles a little bit, I don't know. I don't really see that happening, but 
um, they might have a chance. Small yeah, chance. and you know, I gotta they say might. that you you look back to last year just real quick before we get off here. You look back to last year, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon off to really slow starts. They didn't have a normal spring training or a normal winter because of the lockout. Mm-hmm. They weren't right. able and, to talk to their new managers. They weren't able to talk to their new coaches. They weren't able to to look at their facilities. They weren't able to practice like they normally do. This year, everybody, it was business as usual. So, I mean, even Jeff Wilson said the other day that Corey Seager is laid back, like talking to the media now because he's way more comfortable with it because he didn't meet them. You know, the second spring training started wasn't the first time he met them. So I think yeah, that makes a huge difference. So these pitchers have already been around and been able to meet with all the other players, talk to the catchers, talk to their coaches, something they couldn't do last year. Yeah, that's not happening again. And um, also, too, that a lot of people forget, and I even forgot this, is that Marcus Simeon was on the Players Association yeah. side and was negotiating. So that took away from his time. And that, I wrote an article about this a couple of weeks ago. That's not happening again. No. Um, I think they're both going to have stellar seasons this year, and it's going to make the team better. Yep. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on what what Kane said. Yeah, the the Rangers aren't the Rangers aren't up there with the Astros just yet, but they're in the rearview mirror. Yep. Yeah, kind of like the Astros did to us back in 2014, yep. 15, and 16. They yep. started catching up. That's what we're doing again. It's it's flip flopping. So I think I think 2000. I mean, I don't know. The next few years are going to be a lot of fun to watch Rangers baseball. Oh, I'm I'm just so excited. I really am. Um, probably, uh, probably more excited than I should be, but, uh, well, yeah, I wrote an article asking if we were, if Rangers fans had too high of expectations for the team in 2023. And I don't think they do. Cause I don't hear anyone. I, I don't hear anyone yelling oh, world series. So no, nobody, nobody's, nobody's shooting from the mountain No, So no. I don't think they're just cause I feel like if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised No, uh, And if this so team does make the playoffs, no one's going to be surprised. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, guys, it's been great. Thank you very much. You can find Kane on Twitter, the Kane and Aiden podcast that they do. Go check that out. Uh, you yes, can find sir. me and CJ at the Ranger Report and also Kane and us at Dallas Sports Nation. So you can check that out. And other than that, guys, I will talk to you next time. Peace. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.